1: conversationalists across the fruited plain, I am delighted to have you here with me today. It's Eric Erickson. The phone number, should you wish to be on the program, 877-973-7425. As always, you can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 and get the live stream, the podcast, the show notes, all that. Actually, uh, more importantly, I got the final edit um of my new book uh, you shall be as gods and so we should be able to get pre-ordering up soon so if you text eric e-r-i-c-k to three three seven 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 when the book is available for pre-order i will be able to send you the link um now please do consider that um the more people buy the book the better so the book you shall be as gods is essentially uh, a discussion of and an examination of how progressive secularism has become a new religion. It's got its own rites and rituals and liturgies and and uh, worship services and things like that. So um, you should pre-order. Text Eric E R I C K to three three seven seven seven. I'm going to do something a little bit different. I want to spend this hour away from the raw political news and, and headlines of the day. There is news, by the way. ISIS is taking responsibility. Remember ISIS. They're taking responsibility for the terror attack in in Iran. Um, We'll get to that later. Uh, But I want to start with something else. For this hour, as we head into 2024, four days in, I want to spend time with you on the national security threats to our nation. Because the biggest national security threat to the United States of America right now is actually the one getting the least amount of attention. The biggest national security threat to the United States is the one people don't want to talk about. People will talk about the border. They'll talk about China. They'll even talk about Americans fighting each other. There are lots of things people will talk about, but neither side, Republican nor Democrat have a real vested interest in talking about the number one national security threat to the United States. And it is not climate change, contrary to what the Defense Department might sometimes say when the Biden administration insists, insists they do. The biggest national security threat to the United States of America is our national debt is now, for the first time in history, over thirty-four trillion with a T. Sometimes you say with a B when you mean billion, but we're with a T. We're at trillion dollars, $34 trillion in national debt. That is the biggest national security threat to the United States of America. I I, I don't care what your pet issue is. The border, China, Iran, terrorism, the FBI, The media, global warming, whatever, none of it can be combated successfully when you're at $34 trillion in national debt and neither party cares. Republicans give great lip service to it when Democrats are in charge of the White House, and it's the only time Republicans are willing to take any action on it. When Republicans are charged, let's just remember Donald Trump in four years put as much into national debt as uh, Barack Obama did in almost eight. And Joe Biden has now done more than Donald Trump in less than four years. Yeah, I listen, I know people get sensitive if you talk about their guy, but it's true. As much national debt as Barack Obama ran up in eight years Donald Trump pretty much matched it in four, and now along comes Joe Biden, and in three years has exceeded Donald Trump's. This is not sustainable. I guess I should say at the rate. um, Obama in eight years total figures put more on than Trump in four years, but Trump per year put more on than Obama did in any one of his years, and Biden has actually exceeded all of it. It, It's Y'all, it's really remarkable. Democrats and Republicans alike, and you can hide behind COVID and say it was COVID, but uh, all the money that Trump and Biden both dumped into the economy because of COVID sparked inflation, and that inflation has caused a rise in interest rates. And as interest rates have gone up, the debt payments that we have to make just on the interest of the national debt have gone up, such that we have less and less money to spend on everything else. And no one's got a serious... Plan to deal with it. Do you know a serious, easy plan to deal with the national debt? Talk to Kevin Roberts at the Heritage Foundation. Talk, talk to the Heritage Foundation. This is something they floated for multiple years. Something that uh, my my buddy uh, Russ Vote has brought up in the past. Take the American budget back to two thousand nineteen. Just. Spend in 2024 what we spent in 2019, and you would start to have a measurable impact. It's not that long ago. Stop increasing. See, the problem is with the continuing resolutions in Washington, D.C., the way Republicans and Democrats fund Washington is they don't actually pass a budget. They pass a continuing resolution, and the continuing resolution inches up the spending in every category by a certain percentage. Now, they've structured a deal. This time, if they don't get a deal, there's going to be cuts, and maybe they should have those cuts. It's probably time to have those cuts, except we do have all these other crises abroad. We do have a problem with China. We've got a Russia situation. We've got an Iran situation. We've got a terror situation. We've got the situation in Western Africa nobody wants to pay attention to. I think I'm the only person who regularly talks about it. You have the Russian-backed Wagner mercenaries who were exiled by Vladimir Putin to West Africa, helping the Islamic State overrun regimes in Western Africa, destabilizing Western Africa. Now, the Russians don't like the Islamic uh, radicals, but they're helping them. And the reason they're helping them is because they're fundamentally convinced the United States and Western Europe will have to move resources from Ukraine to West Africa to stop a hub of Islamic extremism from growing and spreading. It's a strategic play by Russia. The enemy of our enemy is our friend. The Russians' enemies are Islamic. The Russians are no friend of Islamic radicals any more than we are, give the situation in Chechnya and the like. But the Russians are willing to help the Islamic radicals topple these West African governments across, and now it's spreading into East Africa across the region, the Suhail, they call it. They're toppling these governments. Sparking coups in areas where the United States had largely helped stamp out Islamic radicalism because they're convinced that if West Africa and the Sahel fire up with Islamic radicalism, the United States will deploy resources, taking resources away from Ukraine. It's a backdoor way for the Russians to try to defeat Ukraine by depriving them of American resources that have to be deployed to Africa. This is well-documented stuff. I'm not making this up. This is happening. And the problem here is when we have a $34 trillion national debt, we don't have the money to cover any of this. We don't have the money to build a border wall. We don't have the money to take on China with Taiwan. And you can say who cares about Taiwan. The reality is China is not stopping at Taiwan. China's made this very clear. They're going to go after the Marshall Islands. They're going to go after Guam. They're going to go after the furthest extent of of the Hawaiian Islands. They're going to go after Aleutian Islands. They're going to go after the Philippines. They're going to start going after our allies. At some point, we do get dragged into something. We either fight them at Taiwan or we fight them later. It's very much like the situation with Russia and Ukraine. And a lot of people just can't fathom that they would do this. But, I mean, get out of the simple-minded thinking. The Chinese don't want to be a regional hegemon. The Chinese want to be the world superpower. And we don't have the resources to be able to combat them. In the 1980s, Ronald Reagan knew something about the Soviet Union. He knew that we, because of their communist existence and the way their uh, system operated economically, we could bankrupt them. So Reagan came up with the Star Wars Defense Initiative, massive space spending to shoot down missiles from space. It was called the Strategic Defense Initiative. Its critics called it Star Wars, but Reagan loved the idea of it. A lot of it was technology that was never actually going to be deployed, but it was to force the Soviets to spend. If the Americans are spending, we have to spend. One of the great untold stories in the Cold War, one of the coolest stories that I think should be turned into a movie, is that the Russians were trying to get uh, more efficient power operations, particularly in Siberia. And the Americans and the British developed new technology for natural gas power plants that were far more efficient. And they leaked it through the Vatican with flaws in the plan, and the Russians got the plans And the plans, the Russians built them according to the plans and and poured a lot of money into Siberia developing these natural gas plants, and they were unstable and exploded, causing the Russians to spend a lot of money. I've always thought that should be turned into a movie. I remember hearing that story several times that they worked – Thatcher, Reagan, and the pope working together to undermine the Soviets, knowing the Soviets would steal the plans. We bankrupted them. The Chinese are looking at us right now thinking we could bankrupt the Americans. We could turn it on its head. Now, the problem for China is they're moving away from a market economy, and they're headed to where the Soviets were, a highly inefficient market that does not produce a rate of return. And that's actually going to hurt the Chinese, who are actually in a depression right now. They're actually seeing negative – they're seeing deflation, which is a depression, which is bad. We have time to recover. But our time to recover is wasted on these idiots in Washington, D.C., in both parties, on both sides – who refuse to address the underlying issue of our fiscal insolvency. It is the biggest national security threat the United States of America faces right now, and you hardly hear anyone talking about it. And now we have crossed $34 trillion in national debt for the very first time in American history. It's deeply destabilizing. It will eventually put a pinch on every other bit of government spending because we will spend so much of the discretionary budget of the United States having to fund debt service payments on the the national debt to cover the interest costs so we don't default that we have less money for roads and bridges and infrastructure and education, uh, intelligence and military and everything else. We're eating ourselves alive fiscally. The Democrat solution is just to tax the rich. The problem is it won't make a dent. You have to start cutting stuff, and the Democrats don't want to cut. In fact, if you raise taxes, you're going to slow down the economy. you got to cut something. And if we were to take 100% of every single person's income in America, the wealthy, the poor, and everyone else, we still wouldn't put a dent in the national debt. you got to start cutting stuff. Democrats have no plans to cut anything. The media vilifies the Republicans when they offer to cut anything. Reuters has a story out today that proposed Republican cuts, guess what? Black Americans and women will be hit hardest. Surprise! It's what they run with every time. No one has a vested interest in restructuring Washington, D.C. to ensure our fiscal solvency. That is our number one national security threat, and not a person wants to talk about it. The rest of this hour, there are other big national security threats that we need to discuss. Stick around. When we come back, one that no one is talking about except today. Except today, I saw a story in the free press. It should be alarming to every single one of you. Forget the Ivy League, what foreign governments are doing in SEC schools, too.
0: Want to be on the show? Uh, Hello? I I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Get the podcast, live stream, email, and social media links by texting ERIC to 33777 now.
1: Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States. The phone number is 877-973-7425. But hold the phones right now because I, I want to spend a little while talking about these. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking about national security threats to the U.S. The, the biggest one that no one's talking about is, is the budget. There's another one that I think we need to talk about, and that is Qatar. Qatar is not our friend, though we treat it as our friend. Qatar is a terrorism-supporting hotbed. Uh, Qatar is where Hamas's leadership has been allowed to hang out. There's a story in the Free Press today from Eli Lake. Qatar has a partnership with Texas A&M University. Texas A&M, by the way, one of the best places in the country to study nuclear engineering. Last month, the free press obtained exclusive access to a copy of the latest contract between Texas A&M and the Qatar Foundation that shows all of the intellectual property developed at the university's campus in Doha, Qatar, belongs to the Qatar Foundation, a national philanthropy owned by the country's royal family. This kind of arrangement is common for large research universities in the United States, but Texas A&M and the offshoot in Qatar is not your ordinary university. It's funded by the Qatar Foundation. Kelly Brown, a spokeswoman for Texas A&M, told the Free Press that Qatar pays for all faculty and staff salaries as well as physical campus, labs, equipment, housing, transportation, and travel allowances for professors. The intellectual property generated between Texas A&M and the University of Qatar highlight includes highly sensitive research in a variety of fields, including computer science and bioengineering. This is not a good situation for us because Qatar really is not our friend. Qatar is more and more friends with China and Iran. Qatar is considered a pariah state now in the Middle East because of how it's dealing with Iran compared to Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, and others. Qatar is way more friendly to Iran. They've allowed Hamas to set up shop there. They've housed Taliban operatives there, and we're giving them the research technology and capability to build nukes. This is like China and Confucius issues, China and TikTok. There's a story out today, New Jersey used COVID funds to buy Chinese surveillance cameras that are banned, but they just changed the the colors and the company's logo was removed and they bought them. I mean, TikTok is a huge national security issue and Republicans are talking about it, but few are taking them seriously. And it's a huge, serious issue. We're falling down on the job on these things. We should not be entering deals like this with the nation of Qatar, China, or anyone else. Luckily, you know, Americans for Prosperity actually is taking on these sorts of issues as well. Uh, national security is something they're concerned about, not just free markets and free people. And you should be involved with them. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. So Americans for Prosperity sets up shop in states. Thirty-six states are organized. They've got people in the other states, but 36 are fully organized and operational. Uh, they've got conservatives in those states, four million nationwide conservatives. They teach them how to go advocate for free market reforms, for school choice, for just common sense uh, support of small businesses in the states. They give you the information to go door to door, to train your neighbors, to get your neighbors involved, to educate your neighbors about bad candidates and bad policy and persuade them to take action as well. They do a really good job at it. They're highly effective. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K Sign up today, be a conservative activist in your state fighting for free markets and free people, fighting for school choice, fighting for the right side of the issues in the state and local level, americansforprosperity.org slash eric.
0: Smart, fearless, and occasionally funny. You're listening to the Eric Erickson Show.
1: Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I, I'm asking folks, uh, the, uh, hold the line. Um, don't call in at least this hour. I just I want to talk to you this. I don't. I'm not not really even going to play a lot of audio this hour. I, I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I think this is the first perfect time. Uh, the first week back to the uh, turn into the new year, and we've got a lot of national security threats. Some of which are being talked about, some of which are not. I, I honestly think, and I, I started the program today, the biggest national security threat, and it's the one no one wants to talk about, is the national debt. It's it's a huge issue. There is another big issue, and it is one people are talking about. If I had to rank them, I would actually put foreign powers lower on the list all right All right china maybe in the, in the top 5 iran maybe in the top 5 number 1 i think is the national debt is the number one biggest security issue number 2 on the list of national security threats the border at least it's the one people are willing to talk about but it's noticeable to me how the left talks about it there's a member of congress who says that uh, that what you need is more lawyers. Uh, Democratic Representative Veazey, listen to this. Absolutely. Uh, We we need more funding to address this issue. And and we need for Republicans, again, to stop playing politics and let's pass a bill that will provide the agencies along the border more funding to deal with this. We need – and then, again, of course, we need more courts. We need more – Immigration attorneys. We need more more
0: people to really be able to deal with this problem. And again, let's get away from all of the headline grabbing sound bites and let's work on some of these on on some of these issues that, quite frankly, people just aren't talking about enough.
1: We need more lawyers. We need to have people stop coming across our border. Is what we need to have. The border is a national security crisis. And the Democrats aren't treating it as such. They're treating it as a constituency issue. Tony Gonzalez is a Republican from a Texas border district. Tony Gonzalez is a pretty moderate uh, Republican who is a big open borders guy. Tony Gonzalez is now trying to claim he's tough. This is from the New York Times. When Speaker Mike Johnson and scores of House Republicans converged in Eagle Pass, Texas on Wednesday to call for a crackdown on migrants at the border, they had a somewhat unlikely host. It was only months ago that Representative Tony Gonzalez, the Texas Republican who represents the busy border crossing and the majority Hispanic district that surrounds it, broke with his party in opposition to parts of its hardline approach on immigration. Back then, he warned his colleagues against an overly draconian approach and urged them not to politicize the issue. Now, Mr. Gonzalez, who has faced a constituent backlash and multiple primary opponents in his competitive district, has swung into line with the zeal of a convert, becoming a chief champion of Republican-strict border enforcement and a proponent of efforts to use it as political leverage against President Biden. So what you're telling me is that Tony Gonzalez... Once he got constituent pressure, had a change of heart. You know exactly what's going to happen the moment the election is over; he's secure. He's going to abandon all. We see this all the time. Don't fall for it. He's a fraud on this. He talks out of both sides of his mouth. He has not had a. I I will believe it if we get through the election and he's still the same person he is right now. But I, I don't believe it. It's like these Republicans were around me in Georgia who talk about they support school choice. Until qualifying's over, they don't have an opponent, and then suddenly they abandon it. It's going to do the same thing. This is a huge national security issue. The FBI believes terrorists have come into this country across the border. The FBI, not me, not your radio show host, Eric Erickson, but the head of the FBI, Christopher Ray, believes there are probably sleeper cells in this country. Waiting. There have been an influx of Chinese men. There have been men from Iran and Iraq and Afghanistan and Russia. Those are the ones we caught. But for every 10 we catch, there's one or two we don't catch. If there are that many Chinese men who have been caught, how many are in this country who were not caught? And it's not only them. It's the fentanyl issue as well. American kids are dying every day with fentanyl overdoses because of what comes across our border. The, the border is directly leading to the deaths of Americans. And this Democratic administration and Democrats in Congress seem absolutely unwilling or unable to deal with that reality. They want to make excuses for it. They want to attack Republicans as politicizing it. You don't get to politicize dead kids. The kids are dead. You should take action against them, and the Democrats don't seem to care. It's a massive national security issue. We should close the border. Chip Roy, good friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, he's been to the border multiple times. In fact, Chip was on this program last year. And while he was on the program, a convoy of people were coming across illegally, and some of them got away. And he was essentially describing what was going on on the program as it was happening. This is Chip from yesterday. He did not go on the border tour.
2: Why aren't you in Texas with Speaker Johnson right now?
1: been to the border dozens of times. If I go down there, I'm going down to meet one-on-one with people to really get an insight from what they're doing. I don't need one of these dog-and-pony shows from the Border Patrol and then go out to the cameras. Go out there for the cameras. Amen. Now, look, this is the the speaker went down there. He saw it. God bless him for seeing it. But come on. Um, this is uh, CNN on uh, the Republicans prepare to make this a fight.
2: Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., Senate leaders are working toward a possible deal to change current immigration law, including the possibility of expedited removals of migrants who cross illegally and tightening rules on granting asylum. The House speaker tells CNN's Jake Tapper the problem cannot be solved by allocating more money to the border. These are policy choices that got us in this situation, and what we're demanding is that the policies change. And
0: what else did Republican lawmakers have to say during their visit?
2: Well, you know, what we didn't hear any uh, willingness to negotiate on is any kind of immigration reform. And many of the lawmakers I spoke with after the tour said that that is not something that they're considering. They want to uh, focus on the bill that the House passed several months ago. And they're very concerned, Anderson, and they don't believe that whatever uh, the bipartisan group of senators uh, is going to negotiate in a possible immigration, a border security uh, bill wouldn't be negotiated, that it's going to reach anything close to what they want. And several of them also went on to say that they're willing to shut down the federal government if they don't get what they want in these border bill negotiations.
1: At this point, why not? Why not shut it down? it also solve our national security problem with the national debt, Washington not being able to spend money. You'll... On September 11, 2001, al-Qaeda attacked the United States of America. It was an act of war. Thousands of American citizens in New York City were killed, in a field in Pennsylvania and in Washington, D.C. The left immediately began blaming the Bush administration for a dereliction of duty. They immediately began par- politicizing the deaths to blame Bush, who had been in office for eight months at that point. If a Republican wins in November of 2024 and these terror sleeper cells wake up and wreak havoc in this country, the Democrats will blame the Republicans. But for the last three years, massive numbers of illegal aliens have been swarming across the border under the Biden administration, which has done nothing. If you're not willing to have a Policy, policy conversation, a uh, po- political policy conversation about building a border wall, about securing the border and examining the northern border as well where people are now sneaking across the northern border. We're setting ourselves up for attack in our homeland by terrorists. It is obvious for anyone with half a brain to see. The FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, is warning about this very thing. And yet the Democrats don't want to change their policies of leaving the border open. They want to maybe process getting illegal aliens out quicker who need to go back, things like that. But they don't actually want to change. They don't actually want to secure the border We have a national security problem. We have a massive debt, which makes it harder to even fund securing the border. And then we have a very porous border where Mexican drug lords using drugs manufactured in China are pouring across the border to kill American children, teens and adults, where terrorists can slip across. And in the dark, find us. The Republicans, for all the the, the bellyaching about the, the Uniparty in Washington, this is one area where the Republicans, by and large, even the establishment Republicans are pretty good on this issue. They recognize the seriousness of it. And in recognizing the seriousness of it, they want to take action. The problem here is the sitting president of the United States, sworn to defend the United States from enemies foreign and domestic, refuses to do what must be done to secure the American border. It's almost as if you're waiting for some Republican Secretary of State to say he's aiding and abet- an invasion of our enemy. Maybe we should take him off the ballot like Colorado and Maine have done to Trump. Maybe then that would get him to pay attention and do something. Maybe. I doubt it. Don't hold your breath with all that happening, you've got economic turmoil out there as well. You've got uh, jobs numbers coming in. Inflation looks like it's going down. However, the Fed now saying they may keep rates high. You don't know what's happening when it comes to the economy. Swiss America has been sounding the alarm on the secret war on cash and all that assault on freedom. With soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy, banks teetering on collapse, Swiss America can educate you on ways to protect your hard-earned assets now. Go read their shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy's free. By calling or texting 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash, it includes digital forms of currency, by the way. It's spreading daily. You can get the secret war on cash free. All you do is text or mention my name. If you call 800-289-2646, you can also text 800-289-2646. You mention Eric Erickson. Full name, Eric Erickson. 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You just go to that website, put in your information. You can get this free report, The Secret War on Cash, or call or text my name to 800-289-2646. Message and data rates will apply.
0: You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show, the perfect blend of news, analysis, opinion, and cooking. Yeah, cooking. Join Eric's Army of Activists. Text ARMY to 33777 now.
1: Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here examining the big national security threats. Some of them people aren't talking about. Some of them people are. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you run a business and your business is looking for access to capital to grow, you need you see opportunity, banks are giving you the runaround, First Liberty might be able to help you. They make their own lending decisions. FirstLibertyGA.com is their website. They're based in Georgia. They help businesses in all fifty states. If you're buying a building, you're building a building, you're buying a franchise, you're buying out your business partner or a competitor, those are the sorts of deals they specialize in. If you need two hundred fifty thousand dollars or more, Reach out to them, FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you great people, by the way, fantastic people, FirstLibertyGA.com. I want to talk about another national security threat. We'll, We'll move on to the rest of the headlines in the next hour. A national security threat that nobody's talking about. The people of the United States of America. All I know, this was the controversial one, but there is a subset of people growing very angry. There have been a series of swattings over Christmas and, and through this week. I've been swatted before. Someone called 911, routed it through the Internet, claimed to be me, that I had murdered my wife and was going to go murder my neighbors. Our house was surrounded by police. My son ran outside as a police car pulled in. The officer as the door flung open, grabbed his gun. Uh, it was my son running out. Um, thankfully, the guy recognized me from TV. Needed to see my wife. This happened a number of years ago, and it has escalated. Uh, Gabe Sterling, who works for the Georgia Secretary of State, had it happen. Burt Jones, the lieutenant governor of Georgia. Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, uh, a Republican congressman from Tennessee. Uh, Multiple Republicans have been swatted recently. Uh, A Florida man has been arrested today, accused of threatening to kill Representative Eric Swalwell and his children. It's a 72-year-old man from Green Acres, Florida. Left voicemail messages that threatened to come after Eric Swalwell and his family to kill them. There have been bomb threats that have shut down state capitals around the country. Connecticut, Georgia, Hawaii, Kentucky, Michigan, Mississippi. They were all forced to take precautions as state capitals were shut down. The American people are treating each other as the enemy. A quarter of Americans believe the FBI instigated January 6th. We're willing to believe things that... People tell us that may or may not be true, and then the institutions involved don't have the credibility to combat it. Who trusts the FBI at this point? I mean, I don't think the FBI plotted January 6th to make it happen. I, I, I don't. I'm not in that camp. But I understand why a lot of people don't trust them when, when they, they, they say no. Look at what Dr. Fauci did when it came to COVID. And look at how the media circled the wagons on, on the lab leak theory. Anybody who suggested it was racist and they were right. The people who suggested the lab leak are the ones who are right, not the media who suggested anyone who brought it up was racist. Our institutions are crumbling, and our institutions who are, they're people too. They're American citizens. We are turning on each other, and foreign adversaries are taking advantage of that. People don't want to love their neighbor. They want to punch their neighbor. Institutions have lost credibility. Look at vaccines, for example. I'm actually a proponent of the flu vaccine. Because I have gotten the flu in the years I haven't gotten the flu vaccine, and it's miserable. And when I get the flu vaccine, I don't get the flu. But there are a lot of people who refuse to get it now. They've decided, you know what, all vaccines are bad. Look at how the pharmaceutical industry and the federal government abused people's knowledge of what was good and true when it came to the COVID vaccine. You get the COVID vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. Now everybody who's got the vaccine is getting COVID. My wife has COVID. She got the vaccine and the booster. We were all told at the beginning that wouldn't happen. They lied to us. Americans don't want to believe the truth anymore. They want to be placated. People flat out do not want to believe the truth. They want to believe lies. I saw someone the other day who said, you can make a lot of money lying to the people who want to be lied to. You could make an okay living Telling the truth to people who want to be told the truth. And you will go bankrupt trying to tell the truth to a bunch of people who want to be lied to. And that is the God's honest truth. There are a lot of people who will not accept the truth. The amount of energy Americans are going through in apologetics to defend the lies so they don't have to confront the truth is overwhelming. And the amount of people who hate each other in this country, it's a national security threat. Our disunion is a national security threat that others can prey upon. The swattings of public officials on both sides of the aisle. The bomb threats to state capitals. And then, of course, the media willing to take a side and and downplay any violence from the left and oversell any violence from the right. I mean, they'll call January 6th an insurrection, but actual plagiarism that is indisputable as plagiarism by the president of Harvard, they can't bring themselves to call it that. We as a nation are flying apart at the seams with our disdain for each other. Nobody wants to love their neighbor. That's a a threat to this country's national security that others can exploit along with everything else. Now we'll move on to other issues when we come back.